want to keep more, earn more and make more money, you're in the right place. I've spent over 10 years learning from the most brilliant minds in money, wealth and investing to take myself from 20k in debt to a seven-figure investment portfolio. Join in as I share the secrets towards more growth, money, investing and ultimately freedom. My name is Simone Mercer-Huggins and welcome to Ms. Wealthy's Kiss My Money podcast. Um, okay, the big V day, just been and gone and a pretty good opportunity to talk about love and money. Um, such a heavy topic, I gotta say, and so much comes up around this and, and actually I'm really glad I'm doing this. And just as a side note, oh my God, I, I learned so much from you guys. Uh, this app is actually because, and it's come out of, uh, hearing from a couple of the investing bootcamp members when we were doing the money mastery session around literally mastering your finances, setting up your accounts, learning to properly save, uh, and putting, setting yourself up for honestly like long-term success. And it's the same system I use to this day. It's a system I use and implement with my clients to get out of debt. It's what I use to get myself out of debt. Um, it's what allows me or us and my husband and I to save 20% of everything that we earn and invest it. Um, and something came up when the women were talking about how they split their money and what they do with their finances with their partner. And I really wanted to talk about it because it made me realize and fully understand. And it's just, it's just stuff that I've spoken about before. I forget, right? Like I forget when you come so far in something, you forget that actually it's not necessarily how everyone else does it. It's not how it's done. Um, and some of this basic stuff is not known, right? And what came up was uh, we were talking about like splitting your money. And even if you're not married, but you're living together or you're engaged, obviously you have the view of being together forever, like especially if you're engaged, right? And so the view is for you to, well, merge your finances because you are a couple, like you're in this together. And particularly and especially if you have kids, this is a 100% yes has to be merged if you have kids because there's none of this, I paid for the kids for this or, you know, you paid for that or whatever it is. That's not how it works. You are in this together, you guys. But we're also talking about how it's really important to have your own money, your own account that your other half does not have access to. And this is for a number of reasons, but let me back up a bit. Um, like first up, because I, I want to talk about, even if you earn more or you earn less than your partner, like there are going to be fluctuations in your life together when maybe one of you doesn't earn a lot of money or, you know, you get made redundant or you you decide to take a break, like whatever it is. And, uh, what I do know is that not everyone, it, there's such a, a massive disparity, um, in how people manage their finances. Some people 
merge them together and don't have any individual accounts. So everything's together. And then, um, you know, what I hear is that one another will like talk about big expensive purchases. What's interesting is that often the female, <laughs> cause I talk about, I talk about this with couples. Um, it's so fun being my friend cause I probe into everyone's money stuff. <laughs> Even if you're a friend and like, you're not into like, you know, finance and wealth growth. Um, but most of the time men are always so open about talking about it. Um, my male friends, um, and as a girl, obviously with my girlfriends, they're pretty open and vulnerable with me. But um, when it comes to my couple friends, you know, like I'm always interested to know about how they how they manage and split their finances, right? And what's interesting is that when everything's merged in the couple friends that I have, when everything's merged together and you don't have your own accounts, the woman, the female in the relationship, almost 100% of the time talk about um, asking permission or getting agreements on like any big purchases and big quote unquote big purchase will be different to everyone. Like what that level is, it will be different for everyone. That might be a thousand dollars. That might be $2,000. That might be $500. Right. Um, and obviously the frequency that you're doing that, like if you're making a thousand dollar purchase every week, then that's an issue. But um, and you know, like not talking about it, but what the guy's approach will be is to make the decision and then, um, talk about it later. Like they don't go off and ask permission, particularly if it's like a one-off thing because they're like, well, you know, it's my money too. And I put money into this relationship too. And it's not like I go and spend that money like every week. And I'm making the decision. And even if my partner like didn't want it, like this is important to me and like we can work it out. And even if like she wants to spend that equal amount on something that she wants, then like, cool. But like, this is important to me kind of thing. And so it's just really always interesting like, that that happened. I hear that time and time and time again. That's just not like a one-off account. And it's really interesting to hear the different male versus female approach when it comes to finances around this. And, um, the, you know, this doesn't just apply to splitting your money either. I see that in other areas of life of like, just this like air of confidence, this kind of just like taking charge element around money and finance that men just tend to, you know, on average, I'm stereotyping, um, do that more. They tend to take, take charge more of their finances around money and women less so. But when it comes to splitting money, and so for those couples that literally split all of their accounts and don't have any joint stuff, um, what happens is there's always then one player who earns less that is kind of like left behind in some ways. And then the other person that kind of like picks up the slack. And so what I see a lot is, um, you know, the one that earns more will pay for more things. They'll pay for dinners or uh, maybe they'll pick up the grocery tab more often or like whatever it is, but then they'll split everything else with rent and bills. And uh, that's kind of like basically it. But then what happens is that person, the one that earns more, will then have more spending, more discretionary spending. Um, so they buy more toys or buy more clothes. And the other person is kind of like left in this relationship of, 
like not having the same and there's like this difference in equality and some people might go well yeah but they earn more and so it's their money but if you're in a relationship together and you're in this together like why would you like join everything else you know having a conjoined living environment having you know sharing your time together like doing everything else together but then split money I have never understood this I just I don't get how it works and it I don't understand how it actually helps your relationship and there is no right or wrong it's like what works for you guys but I've always seen it as it doesn't help it hinders and so what I teach and this is something that isn't obvious to a lot of people and so maybe this might be an eye-opener is um, joining everything. So everything goes into the one account together, but you have your own accounts and you get equal pay into them. So it's regardless of what each of you earn. So both of your pay, whether you're a business owner, you're a career woman, whatever, both get put into one like, you know, same account, like one account, everything comes out of that. Like everything comes out of all the sub accounts. I'm not going to go into detail because I teach this in like way more freaking detail of how to actually set up your accounts. Um, but you know, the bills and rent come out of one account. Like you have your weekly spending money for like groceries and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. Then you have your future savings like amounts. And that all comes from that main account that both pay gets paid into. But then you also have your own account that is a transaction account, has a card account linked to it. And you both don't have visibility of that one account, but you both get paid the same amount. And you can decide whatever that is. Maybe it's $100 a week. Maybe it's $200 a week each. Maybe it's like what, whatever. And that's just spend on whatever you want. That's not for groceries, you guys. <laughs> that's not for rent or bills. That is literally just for you to spend. That's like your blow amount, your play amount, like whatever. And you can decide to save a portion of it. You know, if you want to buy clothes every month or you can decide to like spend it every week, like whatever. But it's also, it's like, it's not enough for you to actually save to a holiday because that should be done together. (laughs) Um, Or if you want to have, you know, take separate holidays, then split the holiday account that comes out of your main joint pay account. But the reason that there's, there's two reasons for this happening. One is you should be financially independent enough to have your own money and spend your own money. Yeah. Um, But at the same time also, well, if you're in a a loving long-term committed like for the rest of your life relationship, then you should also join everything because then if what happens if one person takes time off and what happens if you have kids? Like, and most of the time it is the female that is the caregiver uh, or is the stay at home parent for at least a period of time. And so what is going to happen there? Like what happens in a split finance situation? This, this is, this becomes very muddled to me. Like, what happens if you don't join finances? Like then what you have zero pay in your account? Like what? Um, or what happens if you're, you know, decide to take some time off work and your, you know, partner supports you 
but you don't probably talk about the finance side of it. Um, and so a, you need to do it together so that you're supported when you take on a different role, a non-paying role of caregiver or mother or, you know, parent, stay at home, mom, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that you still have your own account. So even when you transition into that role of not receiving an income for the work you do as a mother, then you still get paid a income portion, which is exactly of equal value that your partner gets into your own account. Is this making sense? I feel like it's so hard to explain without the visual, which is the only downside of a podcast. (laughs) Um, But this is why it's so important because um, you, then you still have your own money because you still spend money. Like you still want to buy clothes and get your hair done and like whatever else and like go out to coffee with friends or, you know, take yourself to the movies or like do something or, you know, get pedicures or like all sort of stuff yourself. And so you don't want to be like going off to your partner. Oh, can I spend this money every time you want to spend $50? Like that is, that is dehumanizing. I am going to go there with a severe word, but like that is just not okay. You need to have your own money, right? And when you decide to have um, kids together, like you're going in it together. And if you were deciding to go in it alone, then you would have set yourself up financially to have your own like money if you if you ever decided that right um and so therefore you would never be in a situation where you didn't have your own income yourself to spend and to live off um so why would it be any different when in a partner situation they're there to support you um you're doing the emotional legwork and the other reason this is really important even if you never decide to have kids or whatever is that what if one of you want to spend more money? Like how many of you actually have really challenging conversations about money, about spending? Like what if your partner likes buying PlayStation games? I don't know. Or what if your partner likes buying, like, I don't even know, or like like spending $200 a week on beer at the pub with his mates? Like, like, I don't know, whatever it is. Can you write in and tell me? Can you, like, message me and tell me what drives you crazy with what your partner spends money on? I'd love to know. I, like, geek out on this stuff, you guys. Um, and then on the flip side, do you ever have, you know, fights or conversations or, like, tension about how much you're spending on clothes or how much you're spending on beauty or, like, how much you're spending on cocktails with friends? Like, And then do you also ever feel guilt because oh, I don't know, like maybe I'm not, I'm spending too much. Or um, do you ever feel anger? Like he's spending too much and I should spend more or like whatever it is. And that tension causes massive rifts in couples. That tension is always the top three reason why people break up or get divorced. Money is always in the top three, if not the leading or if not number two, like it is just like consistently a massive deal. And it's really important not only to talk about money with your partner and have money dates and like sit down and like discuss all of the stuff that maybe, you know, 
about your limiting beliefs, about your stories you have in your head, about your opinions around money, about how you should split finances, about how you feel about each other's pay, about like, like talk about it, right? Actually put in time and spend to spend time talking about it and not in a heated way when either one of you just get angry. But uh, so we do this. This is how my partner and I, my husband and I, Pete, split our finances. And so it's regardless of how much he or I earn, we both get income into our own accounts and we both don't question what each other spends. You know what's really cool about this too is that then you can go and buy presents for your partner and it come from your money. Isn't it weird when you when you have joint finances and then you go and buy presents? Like, what? <laughs> because it comes out of the joint account. And so when you don't have your own money, it actually like it actually makes it really special when you have your own account because you're spending your money, like your allocation on someone else. It's like actually special, right? Um and so it actually makes a really big difference on the energy exchange. So that's how we do it. That's how we've done it for a really long time. Um, and it's regardless of whether he earns more or I earn more. And it's not going to change when either of those things like flip or switch, right? And obviously we have big conversations about any major expenses. But if I want to go and spend $1,000 on something, then I'm going to go and spend a thousand fucking dollars on it because I have my own money and I can decide to like save up a bit from what I, you know, get weekly or whatever or monthly, or I can decide that, you know, like it's something that I'm going to take on myself, but I can come from a decision in an empowered way because I have my own money and it's not, I never, ever and I don't want any of you ever to be in a position where you have to ask permission to have something from someone else I'm gonna like if you have kids in the background like put earmuffs around them right now but like seriously fuck that that is the most disempowering position to ever be in you are a worthy woman literally capable of doing anything you want in your life and having to ask someone else if you're allowed to spend something that you want on your soul level, higher level, even if you just fucking want it. Are you kidding me? You have to ask someone else if you're allowed? Like enough. That is a 1950s thinking for F's sake. Now, I'm not I'm not saying go and spend $40,000 on a car without asking your hubby um, and not having a discussion about it. But like, if you have your own account and your own money, you can spend whatever the F you want, right? Like obviously bigger things are going to warrant a discussion. Like, yeah, and you should communicate and you should talk about it, but you also shouldn't have to ask permission on something that you want for yourself that you know is going to expand you or bring you joy that, you know, is realistic for you to spend money on because you earned and earn money. So I just find like, you need to have your own cash, y'all. You need to like control your own money to a degree. 
Yeah, but it all should also, the majority of it should be split because the majority of your living expenses, the majority of your life um, is, is joint money, right? It is realistically joint. And, you know, future investing, that should be like talked about together. And what I love seeing, and this is also why it's just so bull, like all the, the investing bootcamp money babes are just like, they're such badasses because I just, I love hearing the stories about how the husbands are watching and learning, um, with their partners, like with their wives and learning and just seeing their wives, um, or partners like learn and do it and take control and over the finances and take control over wealth building and just seeing the reactions from some of the guys um, it's just, it's so warming. I just love hearing the stories. Um, and I'm, I'm going to end on this. Um, actually a, a funny, something that one of my friends is actually my husband's friend, a guy friend. Um, we're talking about finance and, uh, when he came over one time, my husband was in the shower and, um, we were all going out for dinner and we're kind of, we're talking about finance and stuff. And he was asking questions about what I do and all that sort of stuff. And we're talking about investing. Right. And then he just kind of like stops and like looks at me and he goes, it's so hot when women talk about like money and wealth. And I just had to laugh because that is not a, the first time I've heard it. <laughs> and it's also true. Like not just from guys find it sexy perspective, but it is fucking hot. It is hot when women talk about money and wealth and, uh, do it and like feel empowered around money and wealth creation. It is sexy. Like, and I just, I want to encourage all of you to step into that power, like step into your power on money and wealth creation, step into the sexiness around it, like step into like feeling good and feeling the power around it in a good way. Right. And I really want to honor you all because you're all here listening to this right now, like doing the work, um, getting into it and like filling your brain and soul with this stuff. And so like kudos and good on you. All right. I really hope this has been helpful and this has given you even just food for thought about how you manage your money, split your finance with your partner, and even just to like start having more conversations and more open conversations around your money stuff. Um, side note, I am going to for real interview my husband on an upcoming episode around money because so many people ask me about this. Um, and so I want to open it up and give him some of that perspective. Um, we've been together 14 years, married for like a little over eight. And, you know, like I still have massive money lessons from him. Uh, he still teaches me incredible things around money and wealth, even though I manage all of our investments and I'm, I manage all of our accounts. Um, that's it. Only final note is, and I announced this last episode, if you haven't already, I would love for you to share the podcast with friends um, and tell more women to empower them around their finances and money too. And I am doing a monthly prize giveaway. All you got to do is put a review up on iTunes or wherever you do your reviews, take a screenshot and send it to me either at hello at miswealthy.com 
or on Instagram or on Facebook, whatever. And I will, well, my team will put you into the the monthly prize draw uh, because I just love my podcast listeners. I love hearing from you and I want to expand this even more so we can empower more women. All right, babes. I'll see you next week. Bye. Uh-huh.